You're listening to The Materials Pod, a podcast from Sandvik, and my name is Phil Etheridge. This afternoon, I'm talking to Sandvik colleague Keith Hottle, who is Director of Quality and Metallurgy based at the Sandvik plant in Scranton, Pennsylvania, in the US of A. Keith has been with Sandvik since 1993, working with Quality Assurance and Metallurgy, and has worked on several committees and subcommittees since the late 90s for ASTM, the American Society for Testing and Materials, and since 2006 also for ASME, the American Society of Mechanical Engineers. Keith, you've received three ASTM committee awards in the last few years, and you're about to receive yet another award, the ASTM Award of Merit, which I've understood is the highest award granted to an individual member. Many congratulations on that. This award is for distinguished service and outstanding participation in ASTM International Committee activities. I guess this award is not something that's handed out to a lot of people. Thank you. Uh, Being selected for this award was actually quite unexpected. I received a letter shortly after Christmas letting me know about this, so I certainly didn't see this one coming. I think what makes this award really special is this is actually presented by ASTM itself. Mm. Most of the other awards, the other awards I have received were really awarded by the committees. So this is actually coming from the society. So the selection process is probably a little more intense because of the review that you have to go through. Right. What are the criteria that they look at? They look at things like leadership, contributions, um, kind of above and beyond the normal. Uh, Call of duty. Yeah, they again, they're looking for exemplary performance. So again, they have pretty high standards, which is, I think, what makes this award, you know, really special. All right. So this is an individual award, but you have the full backing of, of Sandvik. Yeah, again, I, I tried to make this point. I've won some other awards from ASTM in regard from the different committees. And a point I always try to make is that this is really a reflection of Sandvik's commitment to standardization and being a technical leader in the industry. I mean, this requires a lot of support from Sandvik for my participation, for getting technical information, to be able to change standards, to get uh, suggestions of how to make standards better. Mm. So it really is a team effort. And I, I think this award really is a reflection of Sandvik's commitment to being a technical leader in the industries that we're in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, this is an interest that you have, but at the same time, it's uh, it's very much a part of, of your everyday work, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I think given my background, this really kind of fills the the, the technical cup that needs to be filled. Mm. And talking of background, you're a native Pennsylvanian. Uh, you have a bachelor's degree in metallurgy and materials engineering, and worked in process metallurgy before uh, getting into quality assurance, uh, what was it, 1985. What attracted you to working with, with quality from the start? Well, it's a really interesting question and maybe a, an interesting perception. Actually, I'd say that quality, I didn't really choose quality. I, quality chose me. I really was interested in metallurgy. I grew up in a town and went to a university in a town that was a steel mill town. So I was naturally drawn to metals. So uh, metallurgy is what really interested me. And my first couple jobs out of college were really on the process control side, which in essence, when I thought about it a little bit more, was really quality control. 
but you didn't start out working with with quality. It was no just something that, that I, happened. It was an evolution rather than a revolution. In other words, I started out in process control. I started out working for a steel company. And the nice thing is when I came on board to Sam, with Sandvik in 1993, it was the perfect marriage, the mm. perfect synergy of both quality and metallurgy working for a company that produces what we produce. And I think it really allowed me to kind of understand better the process control side and the quality control side. And it also allowed me to learn some new things. I learned a little bit, a little bit about ISO 9001 and certainly learned about ASME Section 3. All right. So through your work with quality, I guess you found yourself in regular contact with um, organizations like ASTM. Um, how did that happen? Did you Were you invited to become a member or what was it? Um, anybody can actually become a member at ASTM. It's a very voluntary organization. So really it's important to get for the first thing to do is be interested in the work, be willing to contribute to the as a volunteer with ASTM. And it's also very important to obviously have the sponsorship from your company. And that's been terrific from Sandvik. I have great support from Sandvik to participate at these within these standards committees. Through your work with Quality, I guess you found yourself in regular contact with various organizations like ASTM. Um, were you invited to become a member of ASTM or how did that come about? ASTM is a volunteer-driven organization. So membership is open to anyone who is interested in participating and, as importantly, has the support to do so. There was a decision made in the late 1990s that Sandwich would be best served to have an employee represent his interests at both ASTM and ASME meetings rather than a third-party consultant who might not be fully committed to Sandvik's priorities and interests. Management in Sandviken and Scranton agreed that the responsibility should reside in the U.S., principally because the meetings are held there. I was chosen for that role. I started attending meetings in 1999. Bank Berg, who was my predecessor in Scranton, who was active at both ASTM and ASME at the time, acted as my mentor for the first few years. This ensured an easy handoff of responsibilities once Bank chose to fully retire. Yeah, I actually met Bank a couple of times in Scranton, too. He's a Great gentleman. Uh, Keith, I've worked with many products in industries over the years, and conformance to ASTM or ASME has always been important. Apart from ASTM, you're also on various committees in ASME. Um, does your work differ between those two organizations? And if it does, how, how does that differ? Well, in some ways, they're the same. ASME and ASTM are both consensus standards organizations. So they require the balance. They require the membership. But be, their purposes are different. ASTM exists to really develop test methods and, and product specifications. Mm. And these test methods and product specifications can be published up to four times a year. Okay. So things can happen a little bit more quickly at ASTM and in some ways are expected to happen a little bit more quickly. Mm. Where ASME's purpose is a little bit different. ASME is really intended to build something, things like pressure vessels or nuclear components or boilers. So they have a huge emphasis on safety. And that's a a, a, consider, a large consideration for them. Yeah, and they work more, consequently, they work more slowly. They work more slowly and a little more cautiously. And the other, the other factor is the code is only published every two years. Mm -hmm. Whereas, so they have a time window to kind of, that they can operate within. Okay, and ASTM uh, published, did you, was it four times per year? Is that what you're saying? Yes, yeah, standards can be updated as frequently as four times per year. ASTM 
is a voluntary organization, is not commercial, but it has a huge influence on materials that are purchased globally. Can you tell us a little bit about how they work and how the standards they produce are used by companies purchasing materials around the world? Absolutely. In my opinion, what makes organizations like ASTM so effective in producing consensus standards is that the membership of the committees and subcommittee levels represent all interest groups. There is a proper balance of membership between producers and users in general interest. Mm, so nobody, nobody can uh, exert a massive amount of pressure to, uh, to put their own interests in the, for, in the forefront. Exactly. And this really delivers a workable standard that everybody can live with and has the content that everybody can accept. Mm. And the important thing is there must be consensus among all interested parties as to the content of the standards before they can actually be published. Yeah. I think this ultimately ensures their acceptance and use as one of the principal technical agreements between Sanvic and its customers. So you mean only technical considerations uh, are valid? Yes, only the technical considerations are valid. Anything commercial or any decision based on commercial or market would not be considered by ASTM or ASME. Understood. Okay. Are you doing any work on powder in these committees? There have been several recent developments on powder metallurgy within ASME particularly. So a little bit of background, ASME for the longest time has really only accepted cast and wrought product forms for the construction of pressure vessels, boilers, and nuclear components. Mm. However, in the last five years, they've started to consider newer technologies, things like hip, hipping and additive manufacturing. Mm, not really new technologies, but I guess but new, new for like them. The, yeah, new compared to things like rod and casting, yeah. so definitely new. So now hip powder components are a product form that ASME is actually approved, due in large part to support and education provided by Sandvik. Mm. Lynn Larson from the R&D group made several presentations to an ASME members at a Code Week meeting in 2015. This, now, this helped establish Sandvik as a technical leader in powder technology. Once ASME members better understood how hip powder metallurgy worked, it was accepted much easier. You mentioned HIP, but uh, what about additive manufacturing, for example? Well, additive manufacturing is kind of the next technology coming down the pipeline, and this is one where I really think I'm going to need some support from my colleagues here in Sweden. There is actually a new committee launched by ASME in November of 2017. What's interesting, it's not only sponsored by the pressure vessel group, but the nuclear group is involved as well. So this has broad interest among the ASME boiler pressure vessel. Wow, that can, that can actually uh, mean something. Yes. I mean, that opens up the entire ASME boiler and pressure vessel code to additive manufacturing. The goal of this group is to develop guidelines for additive manufactured components to be used under pressure retaining applications. The committee scope includes activities related to design, material property controls during the A and build itself, actually how to do material sampling, how to control the in-process through in-process monitoring and actually non-destructive testing of the final AM components. Mm. Because this special committee is brand new, Sandvik has a great opportunity, similar to what it had with HIP components I, that I mentioned earlier, to affect what actually ends up being published in these guidelines. So Keith, where do you see yourself 
career-wise in five years, say? Well, that's always an interesting question. You know, what times you get that during an interview. I see myself assuming the role that Bank Berg did for me almost 20 years ago. I'd like to mentor my successor to ensure an effective transition that ultimately ensures Sanvit continues to be active on ASTM and ASM committees while meeting the needs of my local organization. Mm. And the needs of your local organization, what might they be? Well, currently my role at my local organization is the director of quality and metallurgy, so I have oversight responsibility for the quality systems and the laboratory functions. Yeah. So your work with ASTM and ASME is, is not just about getting a new grade approval, but also uh, modifying existing standards. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities to actually look at the requirements in existing standards and see whether technically there's a better way to do it or is there a way to change them to actually help Sandvik. A really good example of that that's currently being worked on and it is almost through both ASTM and ASME is allowing for transverse tensile testing on larger diameter bar from primary. I mean, if this passes, it really would help primary with their yield. Okay, and this means that that, that it would mean when we chop off a piece of uh, of, a, of a big tube or a big bar, uh, they'd be chopping off a very much smaller piece. Yeah, now we're taking a sliver. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so actually saving a lot of material so that we're not scrapping huge amounts of material every year. Exactly. There'll be a huge should be a huge cost savings for primary annually if when this finally gets approved. Which makes great sense. If it works technically, then it, it makes great sense to do it that way. Exactly. Why, why waste? It's the perfect, again, scenario. Technically, it's a sound way to go, and it has a real benefits to bar manufacturers like Sandvik. Mm, great. So is there anything significant that you've done over the last couple of years that you'd like to mention within, within these, uh, these various committees? Well, there's been a really, I think, a milestone accomplishment in regards to Safric Star. Mm. Uh, at the ASTM committees, we were able to add Safric Star to both ASTM A789, which is the tubing spec, and ASTM A790, which is a pipe spec. But I would say the real accomplishment, and it was done in pretty short time with really great support from the R&D group here, is we were able to get an ASME code case for Safric Star. That allows us to actually now use that grade for building pressure vessels with an ASME approval. Yeah, and we've also got a couple of orders recently, the, the first orders that we've had for that grade, which is uh, not, it was pretty significant too. Yeah, it's really exciting, the fact that now we can see actually standardization work resulting in actual order. Yeah, and that was the point, that, um, that because this now has uh, approval, then you can then people can actually, or they, they are willing to start ordering. Exactly. They know how to buy it now. Okay, so we, we've talked a lot about work, but what do you do when you're not working? Well, fortunately, unfortunately, what I like to do requires warm weather. So finally, with spring just around the corner, hopefully here, uh, a few of my interests include riding a motorcycle. I got a new motorcycle last year. And there are a lot of nice backcountry roads in Northeast PA that I like to get out on a Saturday or a Sunday and enjoy the ride. Mm, PA, we're talking about Pennsylvania. We're talking Pennsylvania, yes. Are you, uh, are you a Harley man or what, what are you? Well, I am now a Harley man. So I wasn't a Harley man until last year. And then last March, I decided to buy a Harley Davidson. So I guess I crossed something off my bucket list. Wow. 
So it's really pretty exciting now, and my T-shirt collection is getting bigger. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Um, okay, other out- outdoor activities, what might they be? Yeah, I'm fortunate. My family bought a cabin nearby on a lake a few years ago, and I enjoy fishing. So it's the perfect marriage. I get to do a little bit of work at the cabin, clean up, do a little bit of painting, and when the time is right, I get to get in the boat and go out and do some fishing and relax a little bit. Mm. So I really enjoy that part of it as well. Okay. You see yourself as a sort of Henry Fonda type on Golden Pond or something like that? Uh, He was probably a more successful fisherman than (laughs) I am. Well... Keith, thanks for talking to us today. Uh, it's been interesting to hear about ASTM. And again, congratu- congratulations on the Award of Merit, which is actually a, a really fantastic achievement. And uh, have a safe trip home to the States in a couple of days. Okay, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs>